everyone. Welcome to the Lipstick League. I'm Natalie Eganoff. And I'm Nicole Mahalik. And you're probably wondering where the hell we have been. That's the title of this episode. Where the hell have we been? Well, there's been a there's been a lot going on. Um, Nicole has been dealing with an unfortunate set of life circumstances that I know all too well. And Nicole, do you want to tell the people what's been going on with your dad? Yeah. And wait, let me just say that we do have another episode that's like floating in the cloud somewhere. So like, oh, we'll probably eventually post that. Yes. I, I So my computer, I'm cursed with this um, horrible techno technology issue where sometimes my computer just like blips out on me. Yeah. And it's been do it's been acting up again. So I literally tried to edit the episode three times on edition and it completely blipped out on me. And then I was like <laughs> in the midst of it and then all hell broke loose. So it was like one of those things. So if this gets up first and then you see another random, we'll figure it out. But anyway, yeah, yeah. Thanks, <laughs> thanks for sticking with us, you know, yeah. um, until we have somebody, um, pay us to do this and, um, you know, be our full-time producer. It's still a labor of love and passion. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, so yeah. So unfortunately I, I said to Natalie the other day, I was like, how ironic that like you were dealing with everything with your dad, you know, two years ago. And now all this thing, stuff happened with my dad. We've talked about our dads a lot and that's why we love sports and we're so passionate about sports and so yeah. many of our sports memories are because of our dad. So my dad obviously has Parkinson's and, um, but he's like such a warrior. He's had it for almost 30 years. And, but his knee was really bothering him. And just because he was old and he, you know, he used to be an athlete and active and stuff. And, but he's not like your average 72 year old that needs a knee replacement. He would need a knee replacement, but then he would have to like go into an inpatient rehab. And so to make a very long story short, the best thing you can do for Parkinson's is move. They always say motion is lotion. But what was happening with dad was that when his physical therapist would come to the house, he would be in so much pain. He didn't want to move. So the effects of Parkinson's were kind of moving a little fast and he was having a hard time standing up because his knee would give out. And so two, I guess it was three Fridays ago. So like not last Friday, not the Friday before the Friday before that he fell at home. He was like trying to stand up off bed. And, and my mom was like, you know what, let me just call the ambulance and make sure that like, you're okay. Cause he's like, I'm fine. I'm fine. So they took him to the local hospital and they ran every test and he was totally fine. And the doctor there was like, you know what, let's admit him. And we're going to get him into inpatient rehab on Monday. And we're like, oh my God, this was the Monday before Memorial Day. We're like, this is awesome. Like we're going to get, you know, his knee straightened out. Well then, so that was a Friday, that Saturday, I was home for my class reunion. And I went to see him and he was totally out of it. Like really thought there was a bus in the room. And it was really fascinating because he knew like who he was, who the president is, what year it is, who we are. But he also was like hallucinating and like he couldn't hold anything. And this was literally like in 24 hours. And the hospital kept telling us that it's hospital delirium. And then it's really, it's really normal. And we're like, mm. I'm like, this is not my dad. Like my dad is so sharp. And so that was really hard. And then Sunday was even worse. And we're like, what, what is going on? Like, there's no way he can go to rehab like this. Like, this is so crazy. He wasn't really eating or drinking. And so then I was about to drive back to Philly that Sunday and the hospital called my mom and said he took a massive seizure and they have to intubate him and life flight him to the Lehigh Valley. So we rushed to the hospital, they life flight him. And so that Monday, so this is the Monday before Memorial Day, Wake up. My brother calls the house. You know, my parents still have the, the home phone, you know, like they still have like the regular yeah. phone. My brother 
my brother calls, my mom picks up, both of them had the stomach bug. So now they're puking. So then I go to Bethlehem to St. Luke's and dad's still intubated. You know, he's, he's under, and the, the nurse said like, he is breathing on his own. So we're going to take out the tubes, but it might be like eight hours. Cause we have got to do it really slow. And so I was dealing with all that. I go home back to my mom's. I come back at night and he was, they were able to take tube out. Thank God. And he was like really with it. Then he's like, I can't believe this happened. This is crazy. But the longer he had been in the hospital, he started to get more confused again. Yeah. So I, so his neurologist is at Penn. So that was like a whole thing where I like kept talking to the neurologist at St. Luke's. I'm like, you need to contact his neurologist at Penn and I'm in contact with her. And so it wasn't until the Friday before Memorial day that I finally like had to be a pit bull at the hospital. So like a drive to the Lehigh Valley. Wait, I forgot that I then got the stomach bug on Tuesday. So um, I, yeah. So I then got the stomach bug. So now like I'm puking and missed work was threw up at work and then missed work the next day. And it was just insane. And I'm trying to like project manage, you know, they always joke and say, um, were you a pleasure in class? Are you just the oldest daughter with an undo undiagnosed anxiety dis disorder? Who's now your family's project manager. And I'm like, <laughs> yes. uh, wow. The internet makes me feel so less alone. Right. Right. And so anyway, thank God the neurologist that was on that Friday was a woman and she was awesome. And she called my dad's neurologist, who's also a woman and they got shit done, changes meds. So like by that Sunday, like he was, he was pretty good. Like we were talking about the Cardinals and he knew where they were in, you know, what place they were in the division. Cause he's a big Cardinals fan. And then Monday we, it was Memorial Day. He called the house and he's like, no one's coming to visit. We're like, we've been, so we were like thrilled that he was that with it. So luckily last Thursday, they were able to move him to re inpatient rehab. So I was there on Saturday and he's doing better. Thank God, knock on wood. But like, he still has a long way to go. The poor guy, like he can't get out of bed by himself. He can't stand by himself. I mean, it was like, he, he went in for his knee and then all hell broke loose. And yeah. we still don't know why he had the seizure. That's what's crazy is that you would think that it would be kind of common with Parkinson's, but it's actually not. And his neurologist thinks that it was the fact that his, his meds were kind of screwed up and no fault of anyone's just because most people don't realize the, you know, the average nurse in a hospital doesn't really deal with Parkinson's patients. She, you know, they don't know that you have to have the exact time with the pills and, and then he really wasn't eating or drinking and he should have had an eye. It was just like the perfect storm. Basically he wasn't sleeping. It was like a whole thing. So, cause all his scans and everything, he'd come back totally clear, knock on wood, right. which is great, but it's also hard because this all happened. So, yeah. so now he, you know, the good thing is when I was there on Saturday, he wanted to go to the gym and I was like, the fact that he wants to do stuff is like a big deal in and of itself, you know? Yeah. yeah. So that's kind of where we're at with it, where. I actually should, should update, but I know a lot of people who listen to the pod, follow me on Instagram. So I really, really just appreciate, like, I really do believe in, you know, the power of prayer, the power of positivity, yeah. the, the energy, like all that good stuff. And it, you know, it's, it's just tough. It's like you experience it. It's so hard, you know, seeing it, them go through it, but then also tr have to like be the advocate and try to be the project manager and like try to fight, you know, yeah. It now was, he's at the rehab and it's like, no, his, his, now his neurologist needs to be contacted again. And they're like, we left a note for the doctor. And I was like, that's not good enough. I need you to see the doctor actually call. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, when you, 
and I'm sure a lot of our listeners are either approaching this point in life or have already dealt with this in life. Like when you have to deal with this type of stuff and it's your parents, right. Or who need to be taken care of. Like, it's this weird thing where you have to come to terms with a lot of, with a lot of things, you know, in your past and in your life. And and then you're like in this moment and you're like, Oh my God, this is my dad. Like, what am I going to do? It's, it's such a, it's such a strange feeling that you don't know until you experience it because you feel so helpless. Right. And all you want to do is like make your parent better. And then it's like, they're in the hands of this team of people who really do genuinely have their best interests at heart. You would think, but like human error and like these things happen, like, and, and overworked, right. And over, not enough staff and all that stuff overworked. And, you know, when my father was in, um, was in the ICU. He was in there for 45 days. Um, it was COVID. It was right. still COVID proper. So like it was, it's, it's such a wild feeling. So I'm so glad that your dad's back on the men, but like, if you're dealing with what Nicole's dealing with and what I've dealt with out there, like we're here for you. And it is, it's one of those things where like, you're just like, how did I end up here? And I can't believe that I have to do this. And then you're like, how do I fix it? How do I fix it yeah. right now? And like, the feeling of being helpless and like not having all the right answers, like it's the worst. It's, it's just be, it's the worst. So, you know, having to focus on that has been, um, has just been, it's been a journey. And so, you know, it's one of those things that you just have to like keep at it and just keep, you know, trying to get, yeah, just, just all of it. So, so that's that. Um, how have you been? So I've, I've been okay. I've been busy. You know, I just, did, yeah. I just judged an oyster shucking competition yesterday. Did you see any pearls? I did not see any pearls, but we did find a crab. I asked, um, so it was actually great. It was my friends at Oyster House. They're awesome. Yeah. Uh, they have this big thing called Shuck Fest and there's a competition in the middle of the day where um, you where 12 shuckers from all over the East coast, they really pulled in all these shuckers from the Eastern seaboard. They That's so uh, cool. two heats of six. They have to shuck oysters in the fastest time. So I got a list of criteria. Now I thought that I understood the criteria until I actually had to judge the oysters. And I am no stranger to eating competitions. You know, that, right. right. Like yeah. I worked seven wing bowls, Which seven wing bowls. I can't even tell you how many wing offs, I orchestrated and attended and counted wings at like, I'm well-versed in the food competition world. I know a lot about it. I went to my college graduation right for wing bowl, but wow. <laughs> yeah, I worked in the morning and then went right to my college graduation. graduation. Um, but I'll tell you judging oysters was that that was a new experience. Cause there's like, are they cut from the shell? Are they chopped in the middle? Is there grit on them? Is there that? So I feel like I learned a lot and it was an awesome day and I got to eat so many oysters. So that's, um, that's what I did yesterday. Other than that, just really like spending time with my family. Um, I have a lot of things I think cooking for the fall. Yeah. Pun very intended, exciting. Pun intended. Um, <laughs> so no, that's, I mean, what's been, that's pretty much what's been going on with me. I, I can't, I'm thankful. I can't really complain right now. Good. And in the sports world, obviously the, uh, the Sixers were knocked out of the second round of playoffs again. And so we never really talked about the fact that it wasn't the snake and that we did all that. I really thought it was the snake and it really well, wasn't. So I feel like now that they, we can remove the snake theory, it, 
now just comes down to, okay, now we have to get to the real issue, right? Like right. what is the real issue? So yeah, the Sixers made a coaching change. We went from a doc to a nurse, which is kind of hilarious in and of itself. And people were like, I love the tweets that were like, everybody knows that the nurses are the backbone of the hospital anyway. We're like, yes. oh, okay. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. true. Well, it's true. You know, they do all the, he- literally they do all the heavy lifting. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm, it's a fine hire again. And I have the commentary. People are like, what do you think of the hire? It's like, what do you think of any coaching hire? Right. At this point, don't know. Gotta, like hope for the best. Right. It's, because these guys have proven track records, but if they can't find the right rotation or, you know, there's all these like locker room issues and yada, 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 and people are unhappy. Like there's so much shit that factors into it. It's like, I, my only commentary I had and it was Nick nurse, come on down. You're the next, I love that. you're the next one to play. <laughs> Head like, coach here we go. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, <clears throat> that's what's happening. Um, yeah. I the, think uh, the question is, and I think why, we do this podcast and why we approach it a little bit differently is that, well, first let's give it a, a shout out to Nick nurse because he does have a, he PhD isn't actually in, a doctor. He He's is a actually doctor. a doctor. He has his PhD. He completed the sports leadership program at Concordia university in Chicago. So, which is pretty cool. Right. And yeah. I don't think we talked about the pod that's somewhere on the cloud. We didn't talk about how Jalen hurts got his master's degree either. Did we? No, no. Well, I think that that happened after. Yeah, that's what I mean. So like, that was pretty, that's amazing too. Like talk about just like a diamond in the rough. You know what I mean? Like, uh, like what a unicorn that the fact that like he took this team to Super Bowl and got his master's degree. Like, oh my God, I was like tearing up. He was like, this is so wonderful. I mean, and um, not to mention while having like the winningest record in football, like, oh, no big deal. I'll just get my master's, master's. and all that. Yeah. He, he just never ceases to impress me. He's like the most impressive person that I think I know. And I don't really, I don't know. No, right, right. But like He's just, the most impressive person to me. I mean, maybe next to like Tom Brady, but does Tom even have his master's? I don't think so. No, I don't right? know. Right? No. And he completed it while playing football, which just totally. And like took his team to the Super Bowl. That's what he was like, not just, he didn't have like a two and 14 record. Like we went to this. And I feel like people like when, like you talk about football and studying, that's all that they do is study film. So he must be like a master studier. Right. Which he, I can't even imagine. Like, God, I, I hate a, I'm a, study. I'm a, I hated studying too. I was a terrible studier. And I talked to like a lot of doctors with my dad. And I was like, listen, I watched a lot of Grey's Anatomy and, and House. And if I like to study, I'd be a doctor, but I'm not. So I'm here to be an investigator. So yes. just no, call the damn neuro- the neurologist. But so the, so the, yeah, the Nick nurse thing, which I think is, is whatever. It's like, it's welcome. But, you know, people keep saying like, Joel Embiid quit. Joel Embiid quit. He was hurt. And I was like, I, so my theory, the question is though, like the why, right? Like everybody wants to like talk shit and I'm like, but why, why? And then like, they don't know why, right? Like there's no real why, but I do think that there's something to be said about where he grew up. And I, and I keep using like the Jimmy Butler and Joel Embiid comparison where you know, if you know Jimmy Butler's story where he was basically like an orphan when he was, you know, an early teenager and slept on couches, he was kind of homeless and he basically had to do everything himself. Like he was playing basketball in a park and somebody saw him and he went to a junior call. Like 
he literally is the definition of like he got there because of individually who he is, right? Lip grew up in Texas, like the whole thing, where like Joel Embiid literally grew up in Africa, in Cameroon, Africa, and didn't even really play basketball until he was 15, wasn't even allowed to play it. Then all of a sudden got shipped off to the United States alone, living in Florida. Then his brother dies. Like, I just think people don't talk enough about that, about the fact that it's not like he was born in Africa and came to the U.S. or that his parents were in the NBA or that his parents were Olympians. Like, the fact that his parents were just normal, regular working class people in Cameroon, Africa, and he just happened to be discovered because he was playing volleyball. And then it just kind of worked out the way that it worked out. Like, I think in his mind, he's like, I already made it. Like, I already have now generational wealth for my family. Like, I've made it and I, my, my body hurts. And, you know, it, it just, I think that there's just something to be said. I don't think people look at that enough. And I don't think he's, he is the MVP. Like, he worked his ass off to get the MVP. And at some point, you know, yeah, he, well, there's only a certain amount of people that could, that could do what Jimmy Butler does and could do what Tom Brady can do and could do what Kobe would did. And, and, and LeBron, like LeBron's a perfect example. We're like, there's no reason the Lakers should have made it as far as they did, but he just, LeBron just has that thing that turns it on and not everybody has it. And I think that Joel does as much as he can, but, but he just, I think he just runs out of steam. Well, and I, I, I think you put it perfectly running out of steam is so true. And also because he has to carry the team, you know, he doesn't have anybody who's as reliable and he knows he turns it on. I think when he has the capacity to yes. but like, and like, I don't think that that last game, it was, I mean, completely lackluster. Like we know that also he was hurt. I feel like people keep forgetting that he came back three weeks early to play. Right. Three weeks early from a knee injury, which like, or was it his knee? Right. Yeah. It was his yeah, knee. yeah. His knee. Yeah. 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 His knee Um, to play, which like their job is to run up and down the court and like, not that I have the same knee pain. And, you know, when I was on the Mike Missinelli show, we always used to get the callers who would be like, well, this is what I did when I threw my knee out. Yeah. And Mike would be like, well, you know, Joel Embiid's not throwing out his knee because he's like, you know, falling down at like a barbecue, you know, like right. that's not how he's knocking out his knee. Like, and I just have to think like, you know, when you injure yourself and having had any injury, it's painful. Like you yes. can't walk and it hurts. And I'm like, he was, he was hurt. And like, he should not have been back on the court technically by medical supervision for another three weeks. The man was hurt. And I know that like, he's always hurt. People say like, they don't make excuses, but Sometimes it's like he was probably just really hurt that day yeah. because he just laid his ass off the game before. Like, and it's repetitive. It's within 48 hours. And like, there's not like proper recovery time. This is the scientist in me going into it. That's no, but it like, so, so Succession obviously is one of the most popular shows. And Nicholas Braun, who plays Cousin Greg on Succession, he's six seven, And I was just, he was on Dak Shepard's podcast, Armchair Expert. And I was listening to the podcast and he was talking about how like he had this crazy growth spurt and that he was like five, nine in eighth grade. And then, and then being tall and how he's just an actor, he's not an athlete and how he just has like more knee pain than other people. And he has more back pain because like his body just, it, he's six, seven and right. And so like, again, 
you also have to go back to like Joel Embiid grew up in Africa, like the soil, the nutrients, like how people's bodies develop in, in Cameroon, Africa versus Philadelphia, Pennsylvania or Dallas, Texas, or, you know, Detroit, Michigan. Like it's just different. Like we're cells, we're atoms, we're organisms and, and where we grow up and, and our genetics and all that stuff factor in. Yeah. And people don't want to look at that. They just want to be like, well, he's hurt again. And it's like, yeah, but you don't understand that like the calcium and the soil could have been different when he was born. You know what I mean? Like the water in Africa is different than the water here. Like the fluoride, like just all that kind of stuff right. that no one wants to like think, which is why I think our podcast is why it's so good is because we think in other ways. It's not just, no, don't get me wrong. Like it is, a, it is difficult where like there's that game and it's game six and they should have won it in Philadelphia. And you know, and you got to put it, you got to factor in James Harden. Like he's not a champion either. And people get so mad about it. I'm like, He's never been that guy. He didn't take the Rockets to the championship. Like that's just who he is, you know? And so he can, he can do what he can do. Well, and he gets gassed. He gets gassed too, you know, and then you turn it on. And I, I'm a firm believer. I've said it before and it's a very unpopular opinion. I don't think that anybody who steps onto any sort of field to play any sort of game steps out there with the intent to not try and to lose. I don't have, like, I'm, I'm a natural competitor, you know, and I like when I try at something, I genuinely want to win at it. I genuinely, you know, whenever I try at anything, but like sometimes shit happens and you're like, well, and sometimes, you know, I mean, listen, like this is obviously not really the best thing I can compare it to is the fact that like when I was on the biggest loser, right. We had tons of competitions. We, you know, tons of, of, um, challenges where we had to like run up steps and run in the desert and run up, you know, and hold yourself up on ledges and all this shit. And like, I would be like, I want to win, but sometimes like you're just, people are just better than you. And like, that's just it. You know what I mean? Be like, Oh, for whatever reason, they're just, they just have more in the tank today and I'm trying my best, but like, it looks like I'm going to be in fourth place. Right. And like, so that's what also scares me about Joel Embiid. Right. And because the Sixers, you know, he's been that he's the center of the team. Like that's his role. He's the center. And I feel like it's, so it's built around him. It, they're trying to still build around him without actually putting the, proper players in place that he needs I think to pick him up they're fine they're figuring it out like I think this year was better than last year you know we got to see like Paul Reed um Tyrese Maxey he didn't really have like the best playoffs but you know like see these other players step up but I mean I feel like sometimes at this point it's like he just that's it he's big and he's hurt and like unfortunately that's what, just what it is. Me, yeah. And what scares me is like another year has come and gone because next year he's only getting older and yeah. his body is, and I'm like, I act like I'm 80 years old, but I feel like yeah, been new to injuries. I'm like, you get older, like you feel that shit. And he throws his body around insane. He has to stop doing that. Joel, I love you. Listen to me. Stop diving and throwing your body around. But that's what I mean when I say he doesn't step on the court and not want to win. You right, know what I mean? Because he's, he's out there like, trying to go ham. I don't know. We'll see what happens with the Sixers. Um, so who are you predicting is the series is now tied one, one. So the, the Miami heat won yesterday. And who do you think you think Miami Denver, I want Denver to win just because 
I think that's cool that they don't, they've never won a championship before. Oh, really? See, no, I love yeah. the heat. Really? Yeah. So I like low key love the heat in 2006. Can't really repeat this, but I'll tell, I'll admit it. Okay. Um, I loved when like LeBron went to Miami and Dwayne Wade. I love that whole era. So I like they're the heat are probably my second team. And I also, you okay. know how, I, how much I love Miami just as a whole. So I'm the, the heat. Well, yeah. Team. And obviously the lightning too. So the Miami, in fact, somebody I saw on Instagram, they're like the South Florida playoff schedule. And it's like heat game, lightning game, heat game, lightning game. And it's like, I mean, listen, we had it last year, like between the Phillies and the Eagles yeah. and the Union and like, oh it my didn't God. Work out. Um, but I also think we, so you, okay. So this is good. We're like, I'm rooting for Denver. You're rooting for Miami. So this, yeah. this is be good. How it, how it shakes out. Listen, I actually would like Jimmy Butler to get a championship. I'm okay I also want him to win too. So yeah. I would like, I'm rooting for Jimmy Butler, but I'm rooting for Denver if that makes sense. So yeah. I don't really care either way. Yeah. But I think it will be, it will still be interesting. I think the biggest thing we, well, let's just talk really quick about the Phillies. And then I want to talk about something like sports, but kind of more fun that I don't think more people are talking enough about, but it's so funny. I was at an appearance this weekend and this guy was like, the Phillies, you know, they suck. I'm like, but why? And he was like, well, I go, but why what's going on? You know? And again, like he just wanted to yell. He didn't want to do the why. And so I think we just need to, they did win the last two games. So maybe they need a little bit more momentum, they you know, so momentum. I saw one of the, uh, I saw WIP put out a tweet. Like, is it t- time to fire Rob Thompson? I'm like, are you <laughs> crazy? Like forget pardon my French, but like, I'm like, so you look back this year, they're pretty much hovering around the same, um, win total that they had this time last year, this time last year that, you know, they made that coaching change. Joe Girardi was out. Rob Thompson came in. Uh, That was like a little bit of a momentum shifter. But again, I'm going to point out the one thing that nobody likes to hear is that there are still hurt players. And like Reese Hoskins is still hurt. Bryce Harper is still hurt. You know, you look back at that run, that playoff run up until the World Series, those were the guys who were making an impact. So, I, I mean, our pitching rotation, that's, the story that I can talk about, you know, probably until the cows come home. Cause I feel like we still just don't have that like fourth or fifth ace. guy in the rotation to like, and we don't have like an ace, you know, we don't have ace. like that guy. No, like nobody's consistent. I didn't realize, you know, Aaron Nola is now like he's getting up there in age. And again, these, these <laughs> athletes aren't it's, old. Yeah. Right. But, it, but I'm just, I'm just keeping it real here. Like that we're lacking in the pitching, but also they're hurt. They're still hurt. I'm yeah, I, like, I, I think Trey Turner is trying to find his mojo. Like he just, you know, well, I, I know a lot of people are so pissed about him, but again, I feel like it's one of those things. Like once the rhythm comes, hopefully it'll click. And, and it's again, ju- like, it's do you think he court. wants to suck. Do you think right. the Trey Turner wants to suck? No. And, and baseball, you know, is so mental. It's so friggin' mental. Yeah. Like that's, that's where I, that's where I question it. It's like, what what they're missing there that's like factoring in but again it's one of those things where in baseball particularly because it is so mental when it clicks it clicks and like you just gotta and it's only it's june 5th okay talk to me on july 5th i might have a completely different 
but I'm not like ready to like burn down the Citizens Bank Park or fire the fire Rob Thompson yet. Right. Like I, I feel like that's just that's reckless. That's reckless. Right. Like you need winning requires consistency. It, and that's the purpose of a team. Now, here I go, my philosophies, but we're gonna, especially in an organization, right? Like you can't just go in there and fire the coach and expect like it to light the player's asses on fire every time because then they just have to learn how to like work with this guy. And then you're right. basically starting all over again. Like you can't fire, there's no firing Rob Thompson. Like, I'm sorry, like we're just not. That was asinine when I saw that. I was like, really? That's the dumbest question I've ever seen in my entire well, life. Yeah, because they're Dude. just trying to start shit, you know? Yeah, but right. like, it's, I just feel like it's a low hanging, it's like such a stupid thing to say. That's all I have about that. <laughs> so here's the thing that I just feel like no one's spending enough time on is the fact that all of a sudden Aaron Rodgers looks like 10 years younger and all of a sudden he's like funny and cool and like, knows all of Taylor Swift's songs and is dancing at the show and posting all this fun stuff on Instagram. And I'm like, why are more people talking about this and what happened? Like he, he, he obviously got a hydrofacial, got some laser and done, got the haircut, maybe a little Botox, like what, like he all of a sudden has like a totally new personality. Yeah. I it's, Maybe it was all an act. Didn't you say that? And I was like, I can't believe that he would be act so wonky for whatever. But like long gone are the days of like living in a hole for four days to figure out if you want to play football. Now the man's shaking his tush at Taylor Swift. like, And it was like, I love folklore. I love. And then he's singing all the songs. And then he even like posted like, so glad to be in my new home. Hope you come and cheer us on at MetLife. And maybe he's on, maybe he's just on like a mushroom. Maybe he's on a mushroom. Trip. Maybe he's been micro dosing. And like now all of a sudden, like maybe the Ashkawanda really did like it, affect his brain chemistry because I'm like, no one is talking about the fact that he was so, he, he literally was just the weirdest, grumpiest, dark, oily bags under his eyes. Like, and I'm not going to ever talk shit about somebody's appearance. Like, it's like, okay, he, he looks like 12 years younger now. Well, and he just, it's, he just didn't look well. Like, yes. you know, like, it's not that he looked, it's, he just didn't look like he was healthy. Like, it was like Aaron, like, you know, when you, you know, having been like depressed before, you know what I mean? Sometimes you don't want to take care of your appearance. Like when you're going through that stuff, you, cause you just feel like shit. So I'm like, maybe he was depressed. You know, I mean, it is just the most stressed or I, I like, look, going to, he went to see Wicked. He's at Broadway (laughs) shows. (laughs) Wicked night in this. Look at him smiling. You know, I don't know if I follow Aaron Rodgers, but I'm going to, I need to, let me see. It just, I can't hanging out with sauce Gardner. Like he, it's just, it's just the most craziest thing and no I mean it's like it's one thing if he's like okay went to the Taylor Swift show but the fact that he knows folklore and is singing August and dancing and doing bracelet now he's on Broadway like I'm looking you know I'm trying to think of things that light me up right because he looks like lit up from the yes he looks yes (laughs) he has a glow I'm like (laughs) what vitamin c serum are you using 
That's what, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, he looks happy as a clam. He looks like he does look lit up from the inside. He has this, I know. he has the glow of somebody who's in love. That's why I'm thinking. I know. It's just like, Girlfriend. it's just the strangest, strangest thing. Like when you look at, like this was him, this was him July of 2022 where he looked like Nicolas Cage. I, I remember because when I, that was when I was working with. Park. Oh, wait, look, he actually put a picture of Nicolas Cage up. There. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he does. That's the best way to describe it. He looks lit up from the inside. Yeah. You know, maybe maybe he did just need a change of scenery. Also, like he doesn't post on his Instagram a lot and he's been no. posted a lot. I think it's maybe he just. Yeah. Maybe he had an epiphany. I have a theory on men and their epiphanies, but that's for another episode that one day they just wake up and realize that they got to do what they got to do to be right in life, you know, is to get things th- right. How old is he? 30? He's um, like, Aaron's probably like 40, isn't he? He is. He's 40. 39. Oh, he's 39. He'll be 40 in December. Yeah. Why did I think he was older? Because he, he looked, looked it. He looked, he looked it. You know, what's weird. It's like, and maybe it's because I'm turning 35 this year. I always looked at Aaron Rodgers like he was like 40 from yeah. the time that I was like a teenager. <laughs> yeah. you know? He always so, seemed that age. And I'm like, he's only five years older than me. Like what? Like, it's very strange. Yeah. Very strange. Yeah. I well, because so he'll be 40 in December. Maybe because Tom's older. That's why I, I, I always compare the two, but Tom just posted pictures at Disneyland. Very scared of tower terror. I know. So sweet. He's like a cat dad now. Love everything that he's doing. Fingers crossed. Not, I would be sad for the football world, but I'm really hoping that he goes on his personal journey of stand up comedy, which was reported that he was going to do. So hoping the best for Tom. Yeah. He keeps saying like, I'm not coming back. Like, and I think that he's like, I think he's good now. You know what I mean? I think he's just like, um, I'm good. He so. he, he also looks lit up from the inside. Oh, hundred percent. You know? He yeah. looks like he's glowing. And um, let's, speaking of men and their age, can we just talk about Robert De Niro and Al Pacino for one second? Well, the fact that they're trying to outdo each other, like they're still like, come on, my sperm's just as powerful as yours. I... You know, I, any life is a miracle, right? Like beautiful. So happy. There's a new child in the world. I was just like, wow. If that doesn't show the disparity between men and women and like a lot of like the shit that women have to deal with, like that's where my mind went. I'm like, cause you know, we have so many friends. I'm sure a lot of our listeners, I have so many girlfriends who like have gone through like fertility treatments and like all this shit it wreaks havoc on their personal like their emotional lives and I'm like and then there's just De Niro and Pacino just out there shooting you know shooting it and just doing it not shooting blanks for sure I mean Al Pacino's 83 and and Robert De Niro's 79 Robert De Niro's oldest child is 54 years old can you Mm -hmm. imagine having a 54 year old sister at the age (laughs) like one Ah! but you know what else is really interesting too is that Hoda, you know, Hoda copy from the today show who I love. So yeah. She was in her fifties when she adopted her daughters. And she said she got so much hate mail from people being like, why would you adopt children at 50? You know, what are you doing to them? And she was like, here I am trying to give them these amazing, this amazing life. And, and, and they'll be set up for life. Right. Yeah. And like, I'm hoping that with 
science and taking care of myself that I'll be around till I'm a hundred. But like the fact that people were so, so, so nasty to her about that. And then like these men are literally 83 and no one thinks anything of it. No, I know. I know. And it's, it's, it is It cracked. I was just like, I cannot, well, the De Niro thing was funny at first because it popped up on my feed and it was like, Robert De Niro, dad at 79. And I was like, because oh, I love him, right? Like I love all of his movies. I thought, of, I was like, he's dead. Oh my God. And then I reread it. And then I just, I gasped again. I was like, you're like, yeah, 79. you're and like then, a dad. And then a week later, friggin' Pacino at 83. I'm like, I, I want to know. I, I mean, suppose. like, are these women, you know, because when you, you know, he, remember Hugh Hefner and Girls Next Door, when yes. it was like, they talked about, you know, it was Kendra Wilkinson and, you know, that whole crew. And they were like, it is, it's not sexy. You know, it's like, you're just laying there. Well, and the, I think Pacino's um, girlfriend or fiance, I'm not sure if what she is, she dated Mick Jagger too. So maybe she's, look, I'm not knocking anything. And look, age is, age is a number. And I believe anybody can find love at any age. I just gotta, I just gotta wonder, hold on. You know what it makes me think of Nicole? Do you think you, do you think that you could? I don't think I could. No, I, no, I, I know myself too well. So this is what I think of. He's already achieved so much and yet he's still goal oriented and still focused. He has a five-year plan. What is it? Don't die. Come on. You know, deep down, you must have known this day was going to come. Hey, you just made the biggest mistake of your life, baby. I know you're going to be missing me when you got that big, white, wrinkly body on top of you with this loose skin and old balls. Gross. So, yes, that's that's what I think of. And no, I don't I don't think I I I can't. I'm I'm very like. I like, you know, I, I need to feel an attraction to want to be intimate with somebody, you know, I'm that's, and I don't think I could be attracted to old balls. I'm just trying to think of somebody older, like, like, I'm just trying to think of like, I'm saying like, may like Clooney. If you're George Clooney and you're, he doesn't seem old, even though he is. Right. Like, because but, but like there's there's no a difference people. between being how old is George Clooney? Like he's only in his 60s. Like, no, there's nobody in their upper 70s or 80s that I can think of off of the top of my head. George Clooney is 62. So like you have to go. I mean, these women that are having babies with De Niro and Pacino are in our in their 30s. Yeah, so they're we in- have to look at we have to look at somebody who's 80 and be like who's 80? <laughs> because the men of this generation they don't want to seem to have children. So maybe I need to do I need to find an 80 year old? Like maybe yeah, cuz he's like, yeah. Let's go. Right? And I think, you know, I have to think for for them it's a lot of um Bruce Springsteen 73, but he's tiny. He'd fit like he, I could give him a, a piggyback. <laughs> I don't realize how tiny he is. How small is he? He's like five, six, I think. Who else is up there? Like, I'm trying to think. Um, no, there's not even any like. All right. They, it says he's five, 10, but I think he's like five, seven. 
Right. No. Yeah. They definitely, it says the internet also says I'm six, three. So <laughs> it does rock stars. I'm trying to think of like an old, even like an actor who's that. What's his, <laughs> you know? Okay. So here we go. Morgan Freeman, Robert Harrison Ford. How old's I mean, he? He, I think he's 80. How old is, um, God, is he even still alive? I mean, listen, Joe Biden's sexy. <laughs> oh, okay. Wait, I think I might have found mine. Harrison's 80. Joe, I think Joe Biden still has it. When he wears I'm, his aviators. I'm, I think I win. Ooh. I think I win. Robert Redford. Oh, is he still alive? He, that's what I was, that's what I just was saying. He's 86. Is he? God, he's I think that's okay. The, I think that's the one I'm trying to. All right. There we go. He's 86. All he right. Looks, doesn't he? He looks good. Well, uh, second photo, not so much. You know, you know what? Maybe no, no, I don't, I don't, I don't <laughs> think so. I'm trying to think you were looking at pictures when he was still you were looking at pictures when he was what was the movie that he was he in? He was when? 70. So he's yeah. probably 70 here, and here he's definitely 86. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, wait, what was the movie he did with Jodie Foster? Remember that? Or no, not was it Jodie Foster? No, it was Michelle Pfeiffer. That was Up Close and Personal. And that was the Madonna movie. I remember. Wasn't it the Madonna? Oh, Didn't is you that what I remember? I... Oh, yes. Oh, no, it was Celine Dion. All right, let's see if there's anybody. In oh, there. Because You Loved Me. Oh, yeah, that was good. Oh, Up Close and Personal, Because You Loved Me. He was played the... But that was in what year was that? He was hot in that movie, but it came out in 1996. That's 27 years ago. <laughs> so, he was, so he was like 60. He was like 60. So he was still hot then. Yeah, I'm scrolling. Oh, okay. Robert Wagner doesn't look bad. Mm, didn't he kill somebody? Does Sylvester he- Stallone is 76. I mean, Sly can still get it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, yo, Rock. <laughs> yo, yo, yo. Yo, Rock, what's up? Yeah, but he's all right. Okay. Like, for me, it has to do with, like, vibes. So, like, I have to, like, meet somebody and see, like, if they're with it. You know what like, I mean? What their I, short-term memory's like. <laughs> are you going to remember my name? <laughs> You, I have to see how witty they are. You know what I mean? Like, just have yeah. to. Well, and listen, I, Jeffrey Laurie's wife. She's she was working at her sister's Viet, Vietnamese restaurant, and she he's swooned her. William Shatner. He still looks good too. He's he's in his nineties, but I don't think I'd be attracted to him for other reasons. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh shit, Harry Belafonte. He's still alive. Yeah. Oh wait, no. Did he just die? I don't know. Look, click art- it. this might be an old article. Gene Hackman. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, no, 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 Nicole. All right, ready? Are you ready? Dick Who? Van Dyke. <laughs> He's like 101, isn't he? I mean, listen. How old oh. is Holland? Like, Holland Taylor is with Sarah Paulson. <laughs> Bob. Bob Barker. Is he still alive, Bob Barker? 
Yeah, he's 99. Wait, Holland Taylor's from Philly and she's 80 and she's with Sarah Paulson. And Sarah Paulson is 48. Oh, they're lesbians. Yeah. She's 80? 80. And she looks it. David Attenborough? He'd be like, we're in the bedroom. I don't know who that is. Oh, he's the one who voices all of the um, nature. He's really famous for um, like all the nature programs. Like he did like all like Blue Planet and stuff. That is funny. Yeah. Well, it's his voice. So he'll be like, I'm in the bedroom. Where am I? We'll keep keep thinking about it. We'll keep thinking about it. If you have any suggestions, feel free to DM us. Um, Tony Bennett. Oh, yeah. He just retired. I wonder if Lady Lady Gaga ever got tapped that. But I'd be intrigued to I'd be intrigued to know. Is he? No, he's married, I think. I don't know. I feel like she would be like, Tony, let's make some beautiful music together. Right, right. Like this will take us to our our next octave together. And like, you know, Celine Dion, she was with Rene. Well, Nay, I love you. And that was creepy because he knew her since she was 15. Yeah, Rene, Rene. Oh, well, yeah, there's a lot of questions there. We can yeah. talk about the men who have. <laughs> I love I love you, Rene. We Rene? are so happy together. What was his, Rene, um, what was his last name? What's her I face? Forget. Uh, what's her face? Did it so good um, on SNL? Oh, so good. She, she that like, is... we have We have so many beautiful memories together, Rene. Oh, oh Renee Angeline. Angeline. Renee yeah. Angeline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Renee Angeline. Yeah, and God rest his. He soul. was only 73 when he passed away. Yeah. Maybe they weren't too far in age. I guess back then though, they probably were. Well, he it was 2016. He was seven 2016 is seven years ago, right? Yeah. Yeah. So 2016 was seven years ago. And she she's now 55. So seven years ago she only would have been 48. So 48 and 73. So. Yeah. Oh, wait, I found one more. And I think this is my guy. All right, let's go. Buzz Aldrin. Wow. I didn't realize he was still alive either. He looks good. And you know what? <laughs> you love science and astrology. So all, before to get you all hot and bothered, he could just talk to you about the cosmos. <laughs> Hey, baby, <laughs> let me tell you about when we saw Saturn up close. <laughs> <laughs> He's 93. There's an easy joke there, but I can't even bring myself to <laughs> say it. I'm too, I think I'm too Catholic to say it. What is it? What's the joke? Say it. <laughs> what do you, doesn't he want, would he want to see Uranus? <laughs> <laughs> That's how we have to wrap it. That's on that, what a, on that, that note, we're back. Did you miss us? Honey, I saw the real one. Now I see yours. <laughs> Talk space to me, baby. Fly me to the moon. <laughs> okay, see you later. Love you. Mom. <laughs>